Hey everybody and welcome to the inaugural, the first, the introduction to my podcast. My name is Christopher Black and that awesome music's not the only thing that's great from the 80s. Here I am and I welcome everybody and hope you're having a great day. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday. Yes, it's 10 to 11 on this beautiful Friday. It's actually April 22nd, 2022, 4-22-22. Just for posterity, let's make sure that we record on this day in history, my first podcast. Today I'm going to be a little different. I'm going to kind of introduce myself. We'll talk about a few things and uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Try to keep it you know, 15, 20 minutes, whatever. We'll see how it goes. So anyway, uh, my name is Christopher Black. I'm from Sweet Home, Alabama. I hail from uh, Birmingham where I was born. I was raised in a little community um, outside of Orlando, Florida. I was raised near Disney. Actually worked at Disney for a period of time. There's some stories there. And uh, away we go. All right, so now that we got the introduction out of the way, let's get down to the meat and potatoes of the introductory episode of Who is Christopher Black? Well, I was uh, born in Birmingham many moons ago, and I was raised by my mother in... uh, Atmore, Alabama for a period of time and we made it down the way to uh, Orlando and had lots of fun down there and um, I made my way back in my early 20s to Alabama and I've had a lot of adventures. Um, I've done everything from uh, being a banker to driving a tow truck to now I work in communications and uh, put all these fun things I've learned over the years to the test. So um, my life is pretty interesting. I have two sons. They always keep me on my toes. Um, I have three pets, two dogs and a cat. Uh, of course, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the dogs are, you know, they, they always have something going on in the cat. He's just an asshole. So, uh, his name is Lord Byron. I, I wanted a cat that, you know, didn't put up with anybody's crap. And that's exactly what I got. Apparently, you know, Jasper's been around as long as Christopher's been around. So they're about the same age. And, you know, for an old dog, you'd think he'd be cranky and ornery and lazy, but, man, he, uh, he's he got more spunk than he did when he was a puppy. Um, I've, I've been trying to do a little bit better since I had a heart attack back in September. Uh, and if Christopher's listening to this, I knew Dad would bring up his heart attack. You're damn right. I survived a heart attack at 40 years old that kills most people that have the Widowmaker anytime, much less at 40. But I digress. So, <clears throat> anyway, I started running and jogging and you know, trying to do a little bit better. I started walking, actually, and, uh, you know, walking wasn't getting it done, so I started jogging and then running. So a couple months ago, my uh, old cranky dog, Jasper, you know, he always tries to take him outside. He always wants to go out the gate, you know, into the carport like we're going to go somewhere. So I'm like, all right, boss, you want to go somewhere? Let's go. So, you know, made sure his lead was attached. And, of course, you know, I'm basketball shorts and sneakers like we got this and Christopher my youngest son decided he wanted to go too so I'm like come on with it so we exit the driveway and of course he starts doing what you know most dogs do sniffing the ground the pebbles the grass all that mess and really hold me up so I kind of take off with a little bit of a jog and you know he's like okay he's you can tell he's a little kind of taken aback I guess because he wasn't really expecting you know my big ass to run but here we go and so I take him on down to the, the corner there, and we hook a right, and he takes off like Seabiscuit, dude. This dog took off. And uh, he's got a pretty good stride. I can run. We're going downhill, so, you know, it's not too bad. I got a pretty good jog going, and uh, I, I go from jogging to running, and then 
running for my life at this point. This dog has got a rhythm. And now at 13 years old, he's smoking me in the streets. So um, I finally uh, get him to rest. We walk back and we get home and, you know, he, he ran back home uphill. It was, it was insane. It wasn't a long way, but I think it was a long way for him. And uh, he got back in his, uh, he, he's a great train. He loves his kennel. He gets back in his kennel. He lays down. I didn't see him until 830 the next morning. So, yes, you can teach an old dog new tricks. And I had no idea he enjoyed running. So, I've been taking Jasper for jogs from time to time. And we both get a lot out of it. Um, my latest animal in my menagerie is uh, my little buddy. His his given name is Scout. When you go to the vet, his name is Scout. Uh, I call him Mr. Buddy. Um, mostly because I couldn't remember Scout. And I used to call him Buddy all the time. And then once he got neutered recently, I started calling him Mr. Buddy. So, you know, he had a little, you know, try to treat him with some dignity and respect. You know what I mean? He's, I mean, he's smooth like G.I. Joe down there now, but I didn't want to, you know, feel any different, you know. So I call him Mr. Buddy now. And anyway, he's a, he's a giant pain in the ass some days, but other days he's not so bad, you know. And then, of course, there's the cat who uh, you don't hear from when the sun's up. But as soon as uh, the sun goes down and it's bedtime, he magically appears and he wants to, you know, cry and make noise and drive me absolutely crazy. So, um, I mean, those are the ringleaders in my my life. Now, uh, of course, you know, I do. Uh, I have a wife and she, she lives with me, too. And um, there's a lot of stories about her that I probably won't be able to share once she finds out this podcast is a thing. And of course, Christopher is my 13-year-old son. He lives with me too. So, you know, uh, my oldest son is uh, 19 and is off to college. So it's been a different dynamic. He goes away for a long time, then he comes home for a few days. And by the time I get used to him being home again, he's gone. And so I'm like, wow, that was quick. So, um, you know, the last year, a lot's changed in my life. And uh, that's part of why we're doing this podcast. So... That kind of gives you an idea of the cast of characters that I live with. And uh, ironically enough, as I was wrapping up that little segment, Christopher calls. But of course, he doesn't call on the phone like a normal person. He calls via the uh, FaceTime. And um, he, uh, poor kid, man, he's recovering from a uh, little stomach bug of sorts. And apparently he uh, is trying to clean his carpets. And the carpet scrubber is something that he's familiar with but he doesn't really use so he was like dad uh i got all this how am i supposed to make it work so of course on facetime you can see what the other person is doing and that's all well and good except he's got the phone facing toward his face so i could see the confusion quite vividly but he thinks he's pointing at the actual like carpet cleaner and so forth so once we got past that portion um, all things are easy when you have the right answer. So anyway, that's kind of how that works with Christopher, I guess. And <clears throat> other news, my oldest son is on his way home from school to visit for the weekend and, um, he's bringing a friend. So this will be exciting. Um, I've met this kid before. He's, he's a cool kid. I like him. Um, you know, they're, they're roommates and, um, you know, in college you kind of have to learn to, to get along with, you know, people that, uh, you may not be used to you know dealing with in life, and I think that's one of the most important things that we have to teach our kids is, you know, acceptance is one thing, but getting along is something completely different. Um, I can accept some people for who they are, but you know you have to get along with with everybody, 
especially when you live in such close quarters. So I think college is, uh, has taught him a whole lot of things in his life. So now on to some things about um, things that I enjoy. And, and it's kind of funny because um, I enjoy a lot of things like, you know, fixing things and, you know, like working on you know vehicles and doing things around the house. But um, here's what's really funny is recently I've gotten into where I enjoy doing yard work, like so much so that I do my yard work. And then um, I've been going to my grandmother's house who she passed away back in September, but they still have a house. I've been going to her house and doing yard work and um, like it's something that I've kind of, I won't say I've become obsessed with it, but like it matters to me. It's important. So, you know, things that I used to hate doing, like just loads raking. Oh my God, I could stand it. Um, you know, I enjoy doing now and it's like, well, let's get this area, you know, cleared up and, you know, things like that. It's kind of, kind of funny. I have about an acre yard and it, it gets kind of complicated at times and, I have an entire section of my backyard I haven't even tackled yet, but um, that's kind of been my new thing. Uh, but there's kind of a side story that goes along with that, and it, it's kind of like this. So um, my oldest son, during the pandemic, uh, he was working at a place, and I won't get into too much detail, and um, before the pandemic kind of ran out, they parted ways, and it was you know kind of whatever, and then everything shut down to you know due to the pandemic and COVID, and you know, like just poop, everything's done, no jobs to be had. And Skylar's like, I got things I want to do. I need to make some money. And so he basically jumped online and started doing odd jobs in people's yards and wound up starting a, a lawn care business of sorts. And he would cut grass for neighbors and clean out their beds. And I mean, just did a really good job. And he did really well with it, made a couple bucks. And, you know, most importantly, gave him confidence and all that fun jazz. And he's made new friends. And, you know, anyway, started helping out folks in the neighborhood. So, of course, I helped him with, you know, I had a lot of tools and things that I'd kind of collected and procured over the years. And I'm like, yeah, sign whatever you need, yada, yada, yada. So he did. Uh, even bartered for a little lawn trailer and, um, you know, so on and so forth. So I'm like, that's pretty cool, you know, whatever. So fast forward to... I don't know, last summer, you know, he had these customers. So I was like, yeah, I'll cut grass again, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, well, cool, man. That's that's going to work out great. You know what I mean? So, of course, he used my push mower, ride mower, got some stuff fixed, got some new stuff, whatever. And uh, he went off to college and, you know, the you know VR business was done for the most part. And um, that was in August. And then I had a heart attack in September. So, you know, I, we had some help, you know, kind of doing the last cut and all that. So, you know. I didn't really know how it got done. I just know that it got done. So I wasn't really worried about it. So this year when I go to, you know, fire up the old push mower, it wouldn't start. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, this is stupid. I mean, I had, I mean, practically a lawn care business, if you want to call it that, up and running. You know, my kid ran for two summers and made a lot of money with it and yada, yada, yada. And I can't even begin to get my lawnmowers to start and all that crazy stuff so anyway I've, i was nice enough to have a neighbor who lives across the way uh great people i think i'm waiting on parts you know to get in for my lawnmower which that's been a whole shenanigan on its own so he's nice enough to let me borrow his mower and kind of been working on the yard uh you know a couple weekends in a row last weekend not so much because the storm took me through but uh it's gonna be a nice weekend this weekend so that's kind of become my new hobby um doing yard work um did feel some type of way when my neighbor drove by and 
you know, made a comment about me wearing my black socks and my shorts and standing out in the yard with a hose and weed killer. But anyway, so yeah, I enjoy doing yard work now, apparently. Um, who knew? All right, so if you're still sticking with me, we're almost there. Uh, I hope to give you uh, some good, you know, quality content. I'm still learning, trying to figure out all this good stuff out, but I appreciate you hanging in there with me, and I promise I'll make it worth your while. You have a lot of choices in entertainment, and, uh, you know, hopefully you'll kind of stick with me, and we'll kind of see where it goes from here. So I'm um, kind of getting serious for a moment. The reason why I've kind of, um, you know, talk about changes in my life and things of that nature, um, back in September of 2021, uh, my life forever changed when I woke up in the middle of the night with the most excruciating chest pain I've ever had. My arm was killing me. I knew something was bad wrong. And I got up and I, you know, took some aspirin and, you know, I knew something was bad wrong and my wife's still asleep and I dreaded waking her up and, you know, tell her, hey, you know, I need to, you know, she's a, she's a nurse in, in her previous life, so to speak. And while I knew she always knew what was best for me, I didn't want to worry her. And that, that was my biggest concern. But I finally did you know, had to wake her up and say, I, I need you to do me a favor. I need to go to the hospital. I don't need any, you know, fun to go with it. We just need to get there and go. And I uh, made it to the hospital. And uh, of course, the hospital was a small community hospital. They couldn't treat me there. So they uh, put me in an ambulance and sent me on to a major hospital where I uh, <clears throat> later found out after I had two stents put in that I had a widowmaker heart attack and I had 100% blockage in my front artery in my heart and that less than 12% of patients that experienced that actually survived. And I was blown away by this. I was, the word happy to be alive um, is something I, I can honestly say that I said more than once that day. And that was on a Thursday morning. You know, my, my life was forever changed. My chest was sore. I was just, oh my God, I was so happy to be alive. And I looked around a little bit and uh, in this hospital, I actually have done some work in the past, and it was different being in a, a patient. I mean, it really was. But I appreciate the work that these people do way more now than ever before. And I met a doctor in there, and, and he just – he and I had a connection, an instant connection. And he said, I was you. And I said, uh, what? And uh, he's this, you know, Korean guy, a little short guy. I mean, he's real skinny, real athletic. And he said, I was you. And I said, what do you mean you were me? He said, when I was 40 years old, I was out of shape, I was diabetic, and I had a heart attack, just like you. He's like, I turned around, you can too. You smoke? And I said, yeah. He goes, I could tell. He says, you don't quit smoking, you'll die. And that resonated with me. And so I said, what is it that I want to do for the rest of my life now that I've been given a second chance? And I've always wanted to help people and do things to help others and things of that nature. But I feel like God has brought me back to do something, to accomplish something, like my work's not yet done. So for the next few months, my entire job was to rest and relax and recover. That was it. Um, I didn't go back to work for, gosh, a couple of months. I really didn't get back to work till January, you know, hitting it hard and kind of, you know, getting the year started. But I had a lot of time to think and reflect. And so the one thing that I learned during that process was you can really do anything you want to when you put your mind to it. But I think a lot of times we refuse to make changes because we're so comfortable in what we're doing. The fact of the matter is I ate like crap for years. I did not take care of my diabetes and my medications and all the fun stuff I was supposed to be doing. And it was my fault, hundred percent my fault. 
So now I have to do better. So fast forward seven months ago today, pretty much, that my life forever changed. And in seven months, I've lost a lot of weight. I have quit smoking. I never really drank before anyway. I haven't had fried foods. I haven't had sweet tea. Um, I drink mostly water and I get a cup of coffee every morning. And I don't eat like crap. I still get my, you know, my fun stuff from time to time, but not nearly in massive quantities. And, you know, it's on a much different scale. I've, I've learned how to do things like, you know, walking every day is important. And then I push myself to jog and Skylar's actually got me on this stupid row machine now. So, um, you know, I'm learning, you know, I'm kind of learning what the new normal looks like. And so for me, this journey, the, the first 40 years, I did it the way Chris wanted to. And then I followed my own rules and all that fun stuff. The next 40 years, and God, I hope I get to the 40 years, I'm going to focus on my relationship with God. I'm going to focus on making the world a better place and leaving everything much better than I found it. And that starts with the work that we do within our communities, our children, and the people who we interact with every day. So that's kind of my new goal now. So part of the podcast was to kind of, you know, put myself on on notice, to kind of, you know, bring another level of accountability to myself. To, well, I'm saying these things, I'm not really doing it. Um, I'm a TikTok fanatic. I've been watching TikToks for a long time. And it's funny, stupid stuff, but sometimes, you know, it gets real. And there's a thing where this lady uh, will get on there with her husband or, you know, um, a family member sitting next to him and they'll, you know, it's a prank. Oh, so how I stay so healthy is I get up at five o'clock in the morning and I go for a three mile run and, you know, crap like that. And of course the spouse is like, no, the hell you don't. (laughs) We know what you do and that ain't it, you know? So, um, you know, this is kind of like if I go on Facebook and say, I'm going to quit smoking, I know that all however many people I'm friends with on Facebook are going to hold me accountable. And that's like with this podcast, if I say something like, you know, my goal is to lose, you know, 10 pounds. And I know that all three people that are listening or however many, you know, are going to say, well, he says I'll lose 10 pounds and he just never did it. And, you know, that makes me like a liar. I'm many things, but a liar I am not. So, um, you know, and if I have something that I can share with, with people that, you know, touches, you know, close to their heart or something that they're like, wow, I've been there too, then maybe there are people out there that will understand they're not alone. You know, one thing that I found out during my heart attack recovery was there's not a lot of 40-year-olds that are out there recovering from heart attacks. Um, I got lucky. I got damn lucky that I'm still alive, that I'm still doing, you know, most of the things that I want to do. I've stopped doing the bad things that I should have never been doing to start with. And at the end of the day, I feel like I am a healthier person now than I've been in years. I feel better, you know, am I tired? Yeah, because I'm still kind of recovering. But I feel like I'm in the best position I can be being 40 years old and being a recovering heart attack patient. And yes, it's still been seven months since I've had a cigarette. And that is the one thing that I thought I would battle with the most. But as the days go on, I'm not going to say it gets easier, but it's less hard. There's less focus on it. It's more of what can I do for, you know, other things than focusing on that. And by the way, when you quit smoking, you regain a whole bunch of time, like three hours out of your day. I mean, it's crazy um, how much time I gained back. And so I have to make it a point to get up and go outside or, you know, to do certain things, you know, because it's a certain thing that they want to smoke and I don't smoke anymore. So that's kind of, you know, the, uh, the turning point in my life. And, uh, that's kind of my, uh, my line in the sand, so to speak. It's definitely a marker. Uh, you know, that night in September changed my life forevermore. And, and 
I look forward to continuing this journey, you know, on for, for many years, as long as the Lord will have me. So, and I hopefully you'll join me on that journey as well. All right. So here we are to the end. I appreciate you guys spending, you know, upwards of 20 minutes of the day. Yeah, I'm learning, trying to figure it out. And uh, we'll have guests and special guests and things of that nature on going forward. So um, I really do appreciate you stopping in and, and kind of hanging out with me and uh, you know, leave me some feedback. You can find me on Facebook at, uh, you know, Chris Black SR. Um, also on, you know, social media across the board. Just, you know, look up Christopher Black and you should be able to find me and probably me and my smiling dog, Mr. Buddy. So thanks again, everybody. I really do appreciate you sticking through the first one and I would look forward to cranking out some more uh, good content for you guys. And uh, like and subscribe and uh, tell your friends. Thank you so much. You everyone have a great day.